0: Then, all right, back to Jeremiah chapter number six. Uh, I think that a phrase that we hear uh, every election cycle uh, and probably all the way through uh, those election cycles uh, is that um, uh, elections have consequences, right? We make a choice and from that choice, uh, you know, comes, you know, all that, all that comes with it. And our life is, uh, is filled with choices. Uh, I like the truth, it is a truth, Uh, That you aren't uh, the victim of your circumstances. You're the product of your choices. Uh, I think we are long due, especially for Christians, uh, to understand that uh, you do the things you do because you choose to do them. Uh, You don't do them because, you know, your parents made you eat, you know, liver and onions when you were a kid, whether you liked it or not. Uh, And uh, you grew up in an impoverished area or uh, you were the, you know, um, whatever. You make choices. When you get born again, it's even more so uh, true. Uh, the Bible says that when we get saved, we're made a, we're a new creature in Christ. Uh, old things pass away; all all things become new. Uh, so, not only are we just you know lost people, saved people are the product of their choices. If you know the Lord Jesus as your personal Savior, that applies to you even in a greater way. Uh, because the past is forgiven, so you can take a look at just your own self, uh, the things that you did all under the blood, uh, saved by His grace and, and uh, His mercy, uh, and we are uh, um, freed from that. Uh, but uh, also uh, with that, we have, um, like one old Kentucky preacher put it this way, uh, he, used to be, he was a moonshiner, uh, and he said, when he got saved, God gave him a new liver. <laughs> uh, the Holy Spirit of God living inside of him, you know, and uh, and uh, and I always got a kick out of that. Uh, and but he did; he gave you a new liver. The Holy Spirit of God living in you and through you, uh, things are different. Uh, you can't blame, you know. So let's say today uh, you make a poor choice, uh, and someone says, "Hey, you shouldn't, you shouldn't do that." You say, "Well, I can't help myself. I'm." ABC, i C, I'm from this, or you don't know what I went through, and on and on and on. Uh, I wish more people would say, you know what, what does that have to do with it? Um, you know, your dad didn't do that. Your mom didn't do that. Your neighbor did, you did that. You made that choice. <laughs> and we, bl- we just like to blame uh, our decisions, our poor ones, uh, in particular, uh, on uh, the way that we were brought up or where we were brought up, etc., You, uh, I, uh, I, I'm not a victim of circumstances. I'm a product of choices. Uh, Every day uh, of our life, uh, we make them. In by, uh, you know, analogy with paths and in ways, uh, we have directions. You know, it's nice that the day we live now, you can just put an address into your phone or GPS or whatever, uh, and uh, it tells you where to go. Not only that, it gives you several ways. This is the fastest route. Uh, and uh, gives you alternate ones. I always seem to choose the fastest route, even if it takes me miles out of the way because I want to get from A uh, to B as quick as possible. And so here are your choices. And there have been many times where I've picked choice A uh, and then the, you know, something happened in traffic uh, and, uh, and I regret the choice that I made, but I don't blame it on Siri uh, you know, if she didn't tell me to go that way, then, uh, you know, uh, it would be silly for me to do that. I chose the route, uh, and whatever comes from that uh, comes from it. So our country is at a crossroads. Uh, we, um, to not get too, you know, bogged down in all of that, um, for me, it's, you know, a choice of uh, freedom and liberty and socialism and, uh, and communism, just... Uh, all of that. You can have your opinions. Uh, if they're not my opinions, uh, you should have mine. Uh, and uh, but uh, but I understand that people will differ uh, on all of those things. But we're just really we're just on the brink uh, in in many many ways. And uh, right now with inflation uh, and uh, all the different stuff, uh, we teeter. We have to make a choice uh, on what direction we go uh, when it comes to uh, our. You know, our country, our economy, all those things, standing at a crossroads. And one thing, I guess point number one of our message uh, this morning, is that uh, when you're standing at a crossroad, (laughs) uh, you need to recognize uh, the crossroads for what it is. Uh, You have to recognize the importance of the decision. It's not simply, you know, there are a lot of decisions that we make. You know, do I have Chinese food today or Mexican food? Uh, your, your life uh, is, is not uh, really dependent upon, uh, it's not a life or death decision. You make those types of decisions all the time. Those are crossroads in and of themselves, but there are a lot of big ones uh, that we make in our life. Uh, do I take, uh, it's like a fork in the road. Do I go this way or do I go that way? Now, I've literally been in the woods on paths where I could go this way or go that way uh, and and have made the wrong choice. Uh, Where one direction takes me way, way out of the way uh, and felt like I was lost, et cetera. And I I regret having done that. But again, it was me. I made the choice to go right instead of left. uh, And that led to the consequence. And by the way, there's natural consequences. Uh, The Bible says that we reap what we sow. Uh, there is a law of sowing and reaping that applies to everyone, whether you're saved or, or lost. Uh, it is a law of God, and then it's there. Uh, the world likes to think of it as karma uh, in some religions or uh, what goes around comes around. Uh, but there is a, there's natural consequences for the decisions and the choices that we make. And not every single one of those natural consequences uh, are some direct application that God is making to teach you some kind of a lesson. Sometimes... It's the fruit of your own way, and you just, you did the crime, now you're doing the time. Uh, well, what's God trying to show me? And he has a lesson uh, in everything. If we are truly seeking his will uh, in our life, we can see that, and we know that God can take even our poor choices and turn them into something for his glory, uh, but, uh, but we have to, part of that process is recognizing our responsibility in being accountable and that, so our country is at a crossroads. You may be uh, at some crossroad uh, physically or emotionally, or uh, whatever the case may be. Ecclesiastically, churches are at crossroads, and they have to choose. So um, Jeremiah is basically saying the same thing uh, in his time about the people of God. Uh, God's children had lost their direction; uh, they were disoriented. They were um, bewildered uh, at uh, God and His plan, and uh, they wandered in darkness. They literally wandered in a wilderness uh, for 40 years, uh, and so they needed a landmark. For us as a country, when we think we're on the precipice or we're at some type of a crossroad, we have a landmark. That landmark is the, is the Constitution, that landmark is our Declaration of Independence, the Bill of Rights. Uh, if, uh, if we believe or you understand uh, how and why our country was founded in the beginning, you cannot get away from the fact that, uh, the, that God and the word of God is also part of our landmark uh, as a country. So, so we have those, those. So you know kind of uh, where you're supposed to be and, and how far you get away from, uh, from that. And I remember even as a, as a kid, I was out on Lake Superior uh, with my dad. We were in a boat, some 16-foot boat we were fishing, and, uh, and, uh, and, he, and he decided to let me uh, drive the boat. Uh, and if you've ever driven a boat uh, on, uh, on big water like Lake Superior, uh, and uh, it's pretty, you know, back then, again, it wasn't like GPSs and iPhones and all this kind of stuff uh, and putting coordinates in. Uh, what you needed to do was pick a spot uh, on the on the horizon or a piece of land, and you need to keep your eye on it, uh, and, uh, and, and basically go that way. So he said, you just pick a spot on the shore, uh, and uh, because if you get off just a little bit, uh, you're off a long way. Uh, if you travel uh, over the course uh, of some distance, and so uh, so that's what was going on uh, with them. And he said they were they were struggling. They had to make a decision, and so Jeremiah comes along and gives them a landmark, which gets us into verse number 16. Thus saith the Lord, stand ye in the ways, and see, and ask for the old paths. Where is the good way? And walk therein, and ye shall find rest for your souls. Now, when Jeremiah asked for the ancient paths, uh, he didn't or wasn't suggesting uh, that they should live in the past. That's not what that means at all. Uh, and, and I, as a, uh, as a preacher, uh, there was a time in our country uh, where eight of the top 10 churches, uh, uh, most um, attended churches in our country were independent Baptist churches. Uh, where, I mean, like 30,000 people in Sunday school. Uh, can you imagine that? Uh, you know, uh, having uh, that type of size of ministry and going in. And, and there are those, there's those kind of churches today in the sense of, uh, of being big and in, 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 you know um, attended greatly, uh, but not a lot of them are independent Baptist churches anymore. And so, uh, looking at uh, that, you know, say the '70s and in uh, the the day where um, churches had lots of bus routes and things, and uh, we would call them like the heydays uh, of uh, independent fundamentalism. Uh, And there's a part of me where I I look back at that. It's like, man, that would have been great to live during that time. I mean, I was alive in the 70s uh, and I was like, you know, uh, a baby, Uh, but but, uh, I was alive. I wasn't aware of uh, the independent fundamental Baptist movement uh, and all that God was doing at that time. But maybe you were uh, part of a church like that. Uh, where there were scores and scores of people getting saved and uh, and uh, God was doing a great work. And, uh, and we look at those times and we, and we think about them as the good old days. But when Jeremiah is telling them uh, to ask for the ancient path, it was not about being nostalgic. A nostalgia is great. I mean, there are things that will prompt nostalgia. It could be a sound or a smell, uh, you know, uh, that uh, you, know, you just... Uh, when I go to Superior, Wisconsin, when I get out of the car, I take a breath uh, and I just smell the fresh air. You can smell, uh, you know, uh, it's the leaves and uh, it has a different smell. Here it smells like uh, urine in uh, 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 many places where you go. Uh, and they call that the aroma of Tacoma. Uh, and, uh, and so sometimes you, so you have a smell can prompt a, a memory. I even today I can find something in my garage uh, that, uh, that my dad owned, uh, that he passed away in 1997, uh, that I can still smell my dad uh, on whether it's an item of clothing or whatever. And so that brings back uh, the memories, taste, the nostalgia. Not a bad thing, uh, but that's not what he was talking about. Uh, he did not propose the old-time religion uh, that we say is good uh, for my mother, was good for my father, and it's good enough for me. And I'm all about old-time religion. But, but the old paths and, and those who would say, uh, you independent Baptist uh, and, uh, and you just you want to go back to the, to the heyday and, and this and, uh, and you worship your methods and on and on and on. Um, I get what people are saying. Uh, and when we make the application, when I say I want old time religion, I don't necessarily use this passage uh, as the reason for it. Uh, I just I just like uh, I just like old time religion. I like church to be church, Uh, and I think it's important uh, that we have those traditions and things, not that we should worship the traditions or worship the methods, Uh, and there's a lot of talk, even these days, about, uh, you know, uh, as I mentioned, the the Christian founding uh, of our country, uh, and uh, there's overtalk about uh, the glories of the Reformation uh, amongst some religious people, uh, the, the, the good old days or the golden age of, of the church. Uh, but but uh, let me read this verse to you in, in Ecclesiastes chapter number 7, verse number 10. Solomon warns this, he says, Say not thou, what is the cause that the former days were better than these? For thou dost inquire, uh, dost not inquire wisely concerning this. So he said, why do we look at the former days and inquire what is the cause that they were better? So I think back uh, to the 70s is the example I've used uh, of uh, the heyday and bus ministries and large Sunday schools, Independent Baptist Church. What was the cause uh, that uh, the former days were better than these days? God says that when we do that with the wisdom of Solomon, which he got from God, uh, he said that we don't inquire wisely uh, when we try to figure those things out. So, So the old paths uh, that we're talking here is not necessarily old time religion. Uh, It's not nostalgia. It's not going back to those things. So Jeremiah uh, would have agreed uh, with Solomon. Uh, He did not tell God's people to live in the past. Uh, Instead, he tells them to walk in the here and now according to the word of God and according to scripture. See, the ancient path, the old path is a biblical path. That's what he's talking about. The good way is the way that's marked by Scripture. So according to God himself, the problem with the people of Jerusalem was that they had not listened to. Look at verse number 19. Here, O earth, behold, I'll bring evil upon this people, even the fruit of their thoughts, because they have not hearkened unto my words nor to my law, but rejected it. So in other words, they had made a poor choice at the crossroads, they could follow the old path, which was the good way, uh, and do things God's way, according to the scriptures, but they just weren't having it. They rejected uh, the word of God. They made a poor choice. The people of God did exactly the opposite of what Psalm 119 recommends. Uh, Psalm 119 is the longest chapter uh, in the Bible, if you want to call it that. Uh, and, uh, and it's all about walking in the ancient way. It's all about old paths. Uh, and, uh, and it starts out with, in fact, in verse number one, blessed are they uh, and uh, who walketh not. And that's, that's he's talking about blessedness uh, in, uh, in this, not blameless they're to walk according to uh, the law. And so staying on track in life means going down a biblical path. There is a way that seemeth right unto man. Uh, and, uh, but it's not, or his ways aren't our ways. God's ways are higher uh, than, than our ways. And so uh, it means that we, if we're to stay on path, in fact, let's look at a few of those. Uh, turn to Psalm 119, if you would. Some of you act like you don't believe me, so I'll have to show you uh, from Psalm 119. Uh, the psalmist often compares the word of God to a pathway. Uh, and uh, these are just a couple verses. You read the whole Psalm 119. Every verse, by the way, talk, is, is speaking about the word of God uh, and in, in what our thoughts should be towards the word of God uh, and our attitude, spirit, our response. Uh, look at verse number uh, 32. I will run, I will run the way of thy commandments when thou shalt enlarge my heart. Uh, verse 35, make me to go in the path of thy commandments for therein do I delight. Uh, Psalm uh, 119, uh, 59 uh, says, I thought on my ways. Uh, again, same thing as we read about here in verse 16 of, Je- of Jeremiah 6. When I th- thought of my ways, I turned my feet unto thy testimonies. Uh, Bible says in verse 104, uh, through thy precepts, I get understanding. And therefore, I hate every false way. In uh, uh, verse uh, 105, uh, thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. Verse 133, order my steps in thy word and let not uh, iniquity have dominion over me. Uh, and even in the last verse, in one, verse 176, when the psalmist confesses that, uh, that he has strayed like lost sheep, the only reason he not gone down the wrong road is he's not forgotten God's commandments. He says, I've gone astray like a lost sheep. Seek thy servant, for I do not forget thy commandments. The ancient path, the good way, uh, is the Bible. So Jeremiah's advice for people at a crossroads was to walk in the ancient path of biblical faith. So uh, when someone says, uh, as I say, uh, "Give me that old time religion," uh, or they would refer to me as an old paths preacher, uh, and when somebody ref- uh, that's not uh, an independent Baptist uh, refers to me as an old paths preacher, it's not a compliment. They're not they're not giving me a compliment. They're making fun of me. Uh, they're uh, maybe they're trying to provoke me uh, into uh, into a response. Uh, But can I just say this right now? Um, You know, sticks and stones. Uh, And uh, uh, I am proud uh, to be in old paths, uh, if I could just use that by way of application, uh, you know, old-timey in my faith. Uh, Because uh, the scriptures have a lot to say about the same commit thou to faithful men, uh, about uh, uh, turn, if you would, to, uh, to the book of Jude. Uh, and look at uh, verse number three. The Bible says, "Beloved, when I give all diligence to write unto you of the common salvation, it was needful for me to write unto you and exhort you that you should earnestly contend for the faith which was once delivered unto the saints." I have a responsibility. By the way, you have a responsibility as well uh, to uh, to walk um, according to the same rule, to mind the same thing, uh, to be uh, and choose to be on the old path, the ancient path, the word of God. The Bible is our final rule of faith and practice. Uh, there was a, a theologian by the name of Charles Hodge who was a professor at uh, Princeton, uh, um, which was a Bible college. Uh, and uh, back in the day, these, they were seminaries. Uh, and uh, because much, most of education was religious education, by the way, uh, and uh, when you look back at uh, these institutions, he testified uh, that he was uh, not afraid to say that a new idea never originated in this seminary. Uh, he said in, in Princeton, uh, there's no idea uh, that has originated in this semin- uh, seminary, uh, or as uh, Brother Schwanky would say, uh, cemetery, <laughs> uh, cemetery professors. Uh, and so Hodge did not mean uh, that he couldn't think for himself. Um, he was one of the leading intellects of the day. Uh, but what he meant was that he wanted to be sound in his theology. Uh, and, uh, and he knew that sound theology um, uh, does not go off in new directions. So what Hodge was saying is that he was not interested in being an innovator uh, when it came to theology. He wanted to follow the ancient path. Uh, he was a theological orthodox Individual, orthodoxy is what God wants us to have. Uh, uh, it, we're, uh, it amazes me how many preachers are originalists when it comes to the Constitution, but, uh, but uh, not when it comes to the Bible. Uh, we, we, uh, theological orthodoxy sounds old-fashioned. It seems out of date uh, or obsolete, uh, but uh, for novelty, you can, you can find novelty anywhere you go. Uh, if uh, in churches Uh, and uh, but novelty is the enemy of orthodoxy Uh, you know innovation is wonderful Um, I like lights uh, and uh, in screens and uh, and microphones and all these all these different things there's all kinds of innovations to be made uh, but my innovating stops at the cover of this book um, because novelty is the enemy of orthodoxy. And I'd much rather uh, be an old paths uh, kind of person uh, than to be uh, anything else. So recognizing the crossroads for what it is, he says, Stand ye in the ways and see. So we've got to recognize that there are crossroads in politics and in our citizenship. Uh, there are crossroads in your employment, uh, and uh, there are crossroads that you meet uh, in your life in many, many different areas. Recognize what it is, and then ask. He says, ask for the old paths, where is the good way? Asking for directions. So here they are at the crossroads, and then uh, Jeremiah says, here's the landmark. The landmark is, the scriptures, the old paths. Uh, and, uh, and then not only that, uh, because they said uh, uh, as he continued down through verse number 16, he said, Walk therein, and you shall find rest uh, for uh, your souls, which is uh, quoted by Jesus uh, in the book of Matthew, where he says, Come unto me all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and said, I will give you rest. And he says, Take my yoke upon you and learn of me, for I am meek and lowly at heart, uh, in heart, and ye shall find rest. Unto your souls, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. He says uh, in, uh, in salvation, uh, we, we get rest. He gives us rest. And then in his service, we find rest. Uh, we, as we walk with him uh, in our lives, uh, God does that. So uh, it's much better to go uh, to a church where the word of God is faithfully preached and then freshly applied, yes, to, to our culture, uh, and, uh, and to the living church of God, uh, but, but not novelty for novelty's sake. Innovation, uh, and by the way, there are a lot of preachers today who are innovating the word of God. I'm not just talking about translation work or, or uh, perversions of scripture, uh, but they're changing definitions of grace. They're changing uh, definitions all through the Bible. Uh, and, uh, and even God, who they say that they are worshiping, isn't the God of the Bible. Uh, it's a god that they've curated uh, in their own mind. But so, but why did God's people in this passage go the wrong way? I think the next verse uh, seems to give some insight into their nature. Let's look at verse number, well, uh, uh, verse number twenty. Notice what he says. Now, uh, let, no, okay, look this way. Forget. Don't read verse twenty yet. Um, I said, okay, it's the old past isn't necessarily old-time religion as what we would, we would say. It. Old, uh, people think it's like old-time religion uh, is just, um, um, uh, you know, you just muster up all these images of, of tent meetings uh, and, uh, you know, no instruments. Uh, and, you know, a, a preacher gets up and he's a corn chucker. Uh, and just ripping people's heads off and in invitations and uh, scores of people and just thousands of people coming for weeks on end Uh, and by the way let me say this there are uh, revival meetings there's one right now brother Ruckman was just here he's in in a revival meeting that God extended because people don't want to stop that happens all over the place same God same Holy Spirit same Word of God uh, and, uh, and so we got to wonder when we hear and read those things, we say, well, I wish I could be part of that or whatever, but why doesn't that happen at Berean Baptist Church? Uh, and, uh, and, and it has a lot to do with our own personal uh, sin problems, our own indolence. Uh, we don't like to exert. Uh, we don't want to put the effort in because walking with God and doing the work of God and following His commands, it takes effort, uh, and, and we, just, we just don't want to do it. Some commentators, biblical commentators, uh, conclude that Jeremiah uh, was opposed to the Old Testament system of temple sacrifices because they see contradictions in what he says to uh, what is listed out in the Torah uh, and uh, his criticisms, and not just his, but uh, of other prophets, uh, because they're constantly telling uh, people that, that their oblations were vain that their sacrifices were an abomination to God. But they weren't against uh, the sacrificial system, if you will. Uh, Jeremiah wasn't speaking against the sacrifices themselves. Uh, He was opposed to how that they were offering them. Uh, And and he was opposed to the spirit uh, with which they offered them. Uh, and, and, and it's important for us to note uh, because there are people who say this old past stuff isn't about uh, just being old-fashioned or whatever uh, and it, it's, there's nothing wrong. Uh, and I'll have people say, try preaching without a microphone, Brother Reno. Um, that's an innovation. Do you sit on padded seats in your church? Do you have air conditioning? And, and, and if I can just be you know, honest and frank, Uh, When people say those things to me, I want to shake them. That's my—that's what I want to do because I'm just tired of hearing it. And I say, just—just being old paths doesn't mean just doing things the old way uh, and not innovating. Okay, let's read verse 20. To what purpose cometh there to me incense from Sheba, and the sweet cane from a far country? Your burnt offerings are not acceptable nor your sacrifice is sweet uh, unto me. So the people of Jerusalem were very religious people, uh, but they were becoming sophisticated and fashionable and up-to-date and contemporary in their worship. Their services were lavish and ornate and and no expense spared. Uh, They were importing uh, exotic perfumes and incenses uh, from, uh, from Sheba, uh, from Saudi Arabia and, uh, and sweet cane or calmus from India in order to spice up their services. Are you following me? God was saying to them uh, that their, their quest for the latest things uh, and, uh, and their innovations in worship and, uh, and it's like, okay, you can have this incense, but, but we're gonna offer to God the best incense and the sweet cane and bringing it all in uh, and there's an analogy of not only were they they were uh, they say we're doing worship to God uh, and uh, but our worship for God is more um, uh, brother Almi in here awesomer oh he's over there our worship is more awesomer uh, than your worship but their hearts had wandered from God. So the ancient ways, the ancient path uh, the, to recognize that you're there and ask for directions is to make your choice. Uh, you need to choose the best route. Uh, and that best route is not an in innovative worship uh, and uh, it is getting back to the word of God. Uh, and when, when services and buildings and, uh, and instruments and sermons and fellowship and all those things are meant to, uh, to uh, uh, be a blessing to you or, uh, and to entertain you and to facilitate those things, it doesn't bring glory to God. Uh, so he says, ask for the old paths and the old way because what they were doing uh, was worship the wrong way uh, and, and, it was, and it was worship the wrong way better than. Uh, so they're doing the wrong thing uh, better than some of the other people that were doing the wrong thing and uh, in, 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 in lavishly doing so. But the ancient path is, is simplicity uh, of the word of God and practice the good way is simply people of God meeting uh, in the presence of God to pray and to sing and to break bread and to listen to the word of God. The Bible says in Acts chapter number two, and they continued steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine and fellowship and in breaking of breads and in prayer. And fear came upon every soul and many wonders and signs were done by the apostles and all that believed were together at all, at all things common and sold their possessions and goods and parted them to all men as every man had need. And they continued daily with one accord in the temple and breaking bread from house to house and to eat their meat with gladness and singleness of heart. Uh, and uh, so um, uh, a guy named John uh, Guest uh, said this. Uh, he said, ritual performance perfumed with imported incense will never hide the stench of moral disobedience. Let me read that again. Ritual performance performed with imported incense will never hide the stench of moral disobedience. He said, this is the way. And they said, we will not walk that way. Uh, They had prophets that told them what's up. And they said, you know, uh, we don't want you. Uh, we're gonna bring uh, teachers and uh, and those who will tickle our ears and uh, and uh, and God had enough of it uh, and He says I'm gonna bring judgment to you and so He threatened in verse number 21. Therefore, thus saith the Lord, behold, I will lay stumbling blocks before this people and the fathers and the sons together shall fall upon them. Uh, the neighbor and his friend shall perish. Now, I can't get into all of it, but, uh, but there's, there's a point in our modern-day Christianity uh, where we're, we're so far away from the old past biblical truth that even Jesus becomes a stumbling block in those, in those worship services. Because you, here's what we're doing, but then all of a sudden, you're re- the, the preacher says, uh, turn to whatever, and you're looking down, and, and you realize you know we shouldn't be doing that. We shouldn't be doing this. How come he's not preaching on that? Uh, and in uh, as much as you would innovate uh, and and add to and and again, this is a place you're not going to see uh, uh, purple lights and in uh, smoke machines and uh, and turn off all the lights and so you got, you can't even read your Bible. It's so dark in here. It's not going to be that. Uh, and but. But if there's a a church somewhere and that pastor is doing that and those people, they're okay with doing that, I'm also a local church. They can do what they want to do. I'm going to do what I feel is right here uh, at Berean Baptist Church. And so, um, but at at some point, you recognize that, hey, um, something's not right. Uh, Something just doesn't add up. Uh, And and in those moments, you get to a crossroads, and you either got to choose what the Bible says, uh, or you got to choose what what man says. And here's the kind of uh, um, irony in a lot of the criticisms of old paths religion, uh, is that uh, when confronted with the truth of God's word, the people who aren't old paths uh, go well, and they begin to justify the reasons they're doing, they're pragmatic. Well, it's working. Their people are coming in scores and on and on and on. Uh, and, uh, and God, uh, God says, uh, when we get away from the word of God and the Bible and his way, it says that worship is not acceptable. And uh, now I know a lot of sincere Christians who are worshiping in churches in ways that, uh, that I wouldn't. Uh, and... Uh, and, and I can't, I can't convince them that what they're doing is wrong because that's what their take on stuff. Uh, but the bottom line is, does, it's not whether I think your worship is acceptable. Does God think it's you know, acceptable? Because ultimately it's for Him. See, when you sing in our, in our song service, you're singing to the Lord. If you're like, I don't like these old-fashioned hymns, I don't care because we're not singing them for you. We're singing them for God. And, uh, and so, but you can, you can sing old-fashioned hymns uh, with, with no reverence in your heart, no mind to it, no, in a, in a worship, in not worshipful way, uh, and it be just an abomination to God uh, as some other church that's rocking out. So let's not get too critical about those who are using the wrong methods because you can use the right methods in the wrong way. It all comes down to uh, the motive and the reason. Uh, and, uh, and so God says, I'm going to make a stumbling block. And that stumbling block uh, is the Babylonians that are going to come in. And then he goes on later on here, and which, which I may preach on tonight, uh, about, uh, about uh, his role, Jeremiah's role in this judgment, what he's to do and how he's supposed to judge them. Uh, and uh, we'll get into that a little bit later. So recognize the crossroads for what it is. Ask for directions, make the right choice, choose the best route, and then go in that direction. Walk therein, and ye shall find rest for your souls. Uh, And I don't know about you, but um, I want rest for my soul. I want peace that comes from God. But here's the thing. You're never going to find it outside of Christ and outside of the covers of, of this book. Uh, And uh, and so old paths uh, is scripture, it's biblical faith. Uh, And we can define that in another time in a more greater way. Uh, But it's the faith that was once delivered unto the saints. It's the gospel message. It's the good news. The good news is uh, salvation because there's bad news. and That is sin. Uh, And uh, when you get saved, uh, God changes you. Uh, You walk in newness of life. Uh, you're a living sacrifice with a cross to bear, uh, living your life for Him, reaching other people with the gospel. Uh, it, is, it is fellowship ar- around God's Word, it is sound doctrine. The church uh, is the pillar and ground of truth. Um, and, uh, and you don't come here, hopefully, uh, you know, if, if you come here and you say, I can't wait to hear the choir sing, uh, I can't wait to hear the special. Uh, I can't wait to see uh, what uh, pastor is going to, uh, what he's going uh, to preach or whatever. We had, uh, it was my birthday, and I got some uh, little uh, videos from Master Club class, from Sammy's class, and, uh, and, uh, uh, and they're like, oh, uh, say something nice about preacher. Uh, and, uh, and so the ones, one of them says, um, uh, he's funny and he likes coffee. That's, their, that's my whole, my whole persona uh, to them. And then the next one, well, he likes coffee. (laughs) Uh, And uh, what's he going to say? What's he going to do? You don't come here to be entertained. You come here to worship. And then think about how many times you come and you don't do that exact thing. And just showing up to church on Sunday doesn't make God happy. It doesn't. Um, Showing up is good, and you ought to. Um, But it's more than that. It's engaging in the word of God, this holy book. As God speaks to our hearts, it's, 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 it's putting away uh, thoughts of, of things and letting God do his business. And then when the Holy Spirit of God says, um, pastor, just rang your bell. Respond and you go, I'm not going to walk therein. That's not for me. I know, but. And you just stay in your place. and You fight it off and you fight it off. Uh, and then you leave here, and then after a while, just like anything else, you get in a traffic, you get to a restaurant, you turn a ball game on, and you forget. You just begin to drug yourself uh, with every other distraction around and forget that the Holy Spirit of God wanted you to make a change. It's old paths. Uh, and uh, in the old ways, wherein is the good way. Uh, in G- and by the way, that's Jesus. He is the way, the truth, and the life. And, uh, and I hope you can see that. So the old paths it's not a, I, 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 we're going to go back to 1950 uh, and uh, in our church services and whatever doing that, that's not what a nostalgia is. And I love I love hymns, I love all these things uh, and, uh, and I love it, but it's not, it's the scriptures, the Bible, it's a, it's a biblical faith that we need to have. Uh, and somebody says, well, it's not this, it's not, you can't innovate. God says, well, uh, you know, uh, your sacrifices are not sweet unto me uh, when you spice it up. Uh, it innovate and get this and get your stuff from the foreign country and bring it in, bring out the best. Uh, because what you give to me, even though it's the best that you have, if you're not giving it to me the right way, the right reason, uh, I'm not accepting that of you. And it's an abomination unto the Lord. Uh, and there are a lot of people uh, on Sunday mornings in churches like this uh, in every other church who are offering worship to God that God isn't having. And they think they're pleasing God and it's making God sick. He says it's an abomination. So just because you offer something to God uh, doesn't doesn't do it. You have to offer the right things to God. And you find out what those right things are from this book, not from some book that somebody else wrote, not some YouTube preacher, but from the book. Well, I think that's great, but what does God say? Well, I believe, or it's my opinion. Wonderful. I love you, And, uh, and I love listening to you, and I love your opinions. But the word of God says no or yes. What does the Lord say? And then when you find out what it says, you walk. You say, all right, I'm choosing God. And I'm going to go. Here's the fork in the road. I can go uh, godly, worldly. I can go spiritually, carnally. Uh, and, and you're at a crossroads. You've got to make the choice. But when you go this way and you pick the wrong one, uh, you can't blame God. You can't blame me. You can't blame your Sunday school teacher. You can, you can lay all the blame upon yourself uh, for not choosing the old path. Uh, and, uh, and I hope you see that today. Let's all stand. We're out of time. Our heads are bowed and our eyes closed. And, uh, and, uh, and I don't know how the Lord might be talking to you today uh, about this message, but... I know this, and later on in Jeremiah, he says this. He says, O oh Lord, I know that the way of man is not in himself. It is not in man that walketh to direct his steps. You say, I'm going to do my own thing my own way, uh, and here's what God says about it. It's dangerous because it's not in you to choose and pick your own way. When you choose and pick your own way, uh, it's going to always, always, always end up uh, in uh, not where you're supposed to be. So we go to the Word of God. And so you might, you might be thinking, uh, I've been just really doing my own thing and I need to obey the Lord and the Spirit of the Lord and I need to get back to the Word of God. Uh, and, uh, and I've got opinions, I've got behaviors, I've got things in my life that don't line up with this book uh, and, uh, and I need to get uh, back to that old path and see and ask for it. Say, God, help me uh, and, uh, and show me what is the old path, a good way. Uh, and uh, God, if you do, I'm going to walk in it uh, and with my life. Uh, And uh, and it's through that. uh, You might be uh, without peace. Maybe that might be the key. As the panel begins to play, if God's spoken to your heart, let's spend a few minutes uh, in prayer. Uh, Ritual performance perfumed with imported incense will never hide the stench of moral disobedience.